Bishop Matthew Adiaminsa is an apostle of great faith. God has used him to raise nine people from the dead and perform several miracles, including incredible healings of cancer, HIV AIDS, kidney failures, and many more. He is a healing evangelist, church planter, great teacher, and a mighty prophet who speaks to the nations. He is also an author of many books. In Faith to Faith Hour, he reveals divine secrets and truth. Stay tuned and be blessed. This morning, I want to share with you, I mark, that's what the Bible says, mark. Turn to somebody and say, mark. Mark. Those who cause division and separate yourself from them. So there are some things in your life you have to mark. Romans 16, 17. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learn and avoid them. Say, avoid them. People who come around and make mockery of your faith. Hey, I hear that today you are, hey, you're going to church. Hey, hey, that church, hey, something old. You mark them and you do what? And avoid them. There are some habits in your own life also you have to do what? Mark and do what? Some habit. You have the habit of getting angry all the time. Do you know what you, you could miss? Do you know? So you need to mark that habit. You have a habit of coming to church and sleeping all the time. Mark it. Throughout the preaching, you not hear anything. And when we say, okay, it's offering time, then you wake up. Mark it. Say mark it. You have a habit of fornication. Mark it. And avoid it. You have a habit. When you see ladies, then everything about you is rising up. Mark it. Ladies cannot smile to you and, and, and it will be normal. You are not nice in church. When people by mistake step on your toe, hey, 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 hey. You people, you come to church because you think Holy Spirit, so you can't see anything. You have a habit of fighting your wife every Sunday. Mark it. And avoid it. Sunday, now you are supposed to receive the blessings. You fight either with your husband or your wife before you come to church. Mark it. And avoid it. Mark it. You have a habit you can't give to your wife, you can't give to anybody, or you can't give to your husband. Mark it and avoid it. So for your prophetic blessing to come to pass, there are certain things you must mark them and avoid them. So Abraham marked Lot. He said, Lot, I think we can't move together. If you take left, I'll take right. That is opposite. There are some things you have to take an opposite turn. Have to take opposite turn. Mark it and avoid it. You have a habit of gossiping all the time. 
the time gossiping about people. Hey, 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 let me tell you something. You are the only one in town all the time. You hear things and you spread things and it's all bad news. You become a bad news caster. Hallelujah. I told you, this is my friend. It's somebody really I love. But I, I marked the... Uh, I remember those days we were in the church. God will speak to me and so I will become quiet. I will not move. He gave me a name, Go Slow. Instead of him to see me as a prophet, the same person who went for camp meeting and said, it's fasting throughout. We fasted three days. We fasted. He came to me. He said, come. Let me take you to a place. Went to a place and some, saw some of the leaders eating fufu while we were fasting. From that day, I, might, I said, no, I won't eat. He said, oh, I mean, go slow. This is nothing. You can't just eat. I said, no. So, set past, you mark them. You have people, when they come around you, the worst they speak. Oh, 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 oh. When they see you doing or making great moves, why do you bother yourself? Mark them. You don't need them. You need people who will help you speak the right words to your life. Who will lift you up. Who will encourage you to obey the word of God. Because your prophetic destiny could be fought by the enemy. God called Samson to be a deliverer in Israel. And what happened? Delilah came to Israel. And eventually, it was Delilah who showed the secret of Samson's anointing to the Philistines. And his eyes were plucked out. And eventually had to die painful death. You mark set people. Samson did not mark Delilah. First he said, oh, you tie me with rope. And after she tied him with the rope, he called, uh, Felicia, uh, Samson, the Felicians are coming home. And the Felicians came. So if Samson was wise, he should have known that this girl, I'm going to do what? Mark. If she was wise, he should have known that, no, this girl, I'm going to mark her. Some characters you have to mark. And it will help you. Lord was captured. And Abraham had to raise commandos from his house. That was the first defense force of Israel. To defeat three kings. Hey! Hallelujah. Your prophetic destiny will be hindered. The enemy will try to fight you, but in the name of Jesus, you will overcome. It didn't stop there. God has spoken to Abraham 75 years, and Abraham was now getting to 90 plus that Abraham is going to have a child, and that did not happen. You see, when God speaks to you prophetically, the thing is in the process. But it's subject to test and trial of faith. Amen. What days? In those days, the women, if they are tired of pleasing their husband in bed, they say, oh, I have this maid. Oh, you can, you know. So they call their maid to help them. Not today. 
turn to somebody and say, not today. And her guy was around. He said, oh, yeah, I mean, go and certify my husband. And he just imagined maids enjoying husbands with their mistress. Her guy became pregnant. And it changed the whole story. Instead of the girl appreciating the mistress, now she looked down upon her. You see, you can't use woman organization to help the prophetic destiny of God to be delivered. And don't try it. It won't work. Allow God's own process to go through. Because, I mean, Sarah figured it out. Oh, maybe, maybe God was speaking figuratively. So, if my maid uh, is me. And that is the problem, Sarah. In our trial of faith, we come to a place and when we see that God's promise is being delayed, we try to help ourselves. It could be about your marriage. Others have married at the age of 20, 25, 27. By your own delay. But you may not know God's prophetic destiny for you. Lisbeth was in God's prophetic destiny. You see, when you are in God's prophetic destiny, it's different thing altogether. Luke chapter 1, verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife of the daughters of Aaron, her name was Lisbeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child because Lisbeth was buried and they were both well advanced in years. You can be obedient to God. You can walk before God perfectly. But it is sometimes your prophetic destiny could be delayed. Like Lisbeth and Zachariah. Their prophetic destiny was to deliver a child that would be the forerunner for the Savior. What I want you to know, God's prophetic destiny is different from man's prophetic destiny. Because they were going to deliver the forerunner. The forerunner was not going to be any ordinary person. When John was born, you know, his father was a priest. So naturally, he should have been in the priesthood. But he saw the corruption in the priesthood. And he rebelled and left home. Went to the wilderness. He was just there. John was not eating human food. He was eating only honey and what? Locusts. He was not wearing any clothing. He used animal skin. And he started preaching. Rebooking kings. It was some because the priest had compromised with Herod. But John was so bold. That when one of the Herod's sons took the brother's wife, he said, it's wrong. This is evil. Don't do it. And that's how he died. He was killed. A, a child with what? Prophetic destiny. So when some things are delaying, you may be in God's prophetic destiny. Others may have an ordinary run, but your own may be something special.
Others may have it easy, but your own may be tough. But you must continue to believe and walk before God, for it will surely come to pass. David had a prophetic destiny. When I say prophetic, something spoken by God about you. And I see you walking into your prophetic destiny. I say, I see you walking in your prophetic destiny. Now, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. In verse 1, now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your home with oil. Go. I'm sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king among his sons. This is prophetic. God was tied with the indecision of Saul. Saul will obey God today. Another day is a different thing. And indecision in life is a very serious thing. In fact, if you have indecision, your work with God will be problematic. And you need a divine intervention. You know, Peter was like that. But finally, Jesus came through for him. But you know, Peter was somebody. Today, he will say something good. Another day. Today, I believe. Another time, I don't believe. Indecision. This is a man who proclaimed that Jesus is the son of the living God. Very powerful statement. He was prepared to die for Jesus. He bought a sword. Amen. So you see how the devil was fighting Peter. He was the same person that when Jesus said, I mean, we are going to Jerusalem and, and we are, the son of man will be killed, will be betrayed and killed. Jesus, no, God forbid. Don't speak like that. You are a son of man. Speak positive faith. And Jesus turned and said, you are Satan. Get deep. Amen. And listen, when you go to Israel, then you see, you can have the right perspective of Jesus' ministry. Because Jesus was not living in the city. He lived in Galilee. It's a remote village. Let me say, somewhere in Asantiachim. Or Brunhafo. Amen. But, during festivity time, he came to Jerusalem and caused commotion. And, and then everybody in Accra said, who is this guy at all? Where is he coming from? Who gave him that authority? He can come to the temple and you see all these high priests there and you can, you, you can beat people and sack them from the temple. Who gave him that power? Amen. Now coming back to Peter's story. Jesus asked him three times, Peter, do you love me than these fishes? That means you love your profession than the commission I've given to you that upon you I will build my church. Three times. So I love, you know I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. And finally, the faith of Peter came true. May your fight come true. No matter what the failure in your life, 
the things you have experienced, the ups and downs. In the name of Jesus, I declare that your faith will come true for you. Hallelujah. So coming back to David had been anointed as a king. But listen to me. The prophetic blessing for David was that he should become what? The king of Israel. But for many years, David was, today he ran to the Ziggler hiding there. Saul wanted to kill First Samuel chapter 24. This is after Saul had tried everything to kill him. Finally, David came to Engedi. And Engedi, this is wilderness. It's a mountain. It's, it's more than three, four story building. No, it's not just a the small mountain we see here in the Kwaud here. Very, very high. Now, Verse 1. Now it happened when Saul had returned from following the Philistines that it was told him, saying, Take note, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the sheepfold by the road. Where there was a cave, and Saul went to attend to his needs. It, when you read the King James, it says he covered his feet. It means Saul went there to ease himself in a cave. You know, and as a king, he pulled all his garments. And David was in that cave. And David caught, he took the rope and caught out of it. And David could have killed Saul easily. But here, the prophetic destiny of David was at play here. And this is why this story is very, very important. Now, verse 4. Then the men of David said to him, this is the day of which the Lord said to you, behold, I will deliver your enemy unto your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. Now listen, David had prayed and God had spoken to David that I will deliver your enemies into your hands. And here is your enemy, maybe squatting naked and you have a sword and you could easily So one of the men said, this one, once, I'll just give him one blow. Amen. But let's hear what David said. You see, when you are walking in God's prophetic destiny, obedience is paramount. It's a temptation. It's a try of David. This is a man who came with 3,000 soldiers looking for you in a cave to kill you. And now you have the opportunity to finish him once. Some of us will not, will not let this opportunity go at all. But David, believe in the word of God. Say, believe in the word of God. Believe in the word of God. One, he believed in the word of God that touch not the Lord's anointed. Touch not. He has been anointed by God. So don't touch him. Don't touch him. Some of us, and you know the men that were following David, some didn't know the word of God. The Bible says some were rogues. 
Some were in debt. You know, and then they ran away. They won't pay. And they all joined themselves to David. Some had problem with the governmental system. And they have become rebels. So they didn't know much. But David knew the word of God. And that's what makes the difference. For your prophetic destiny to come to pass, you must continue to believe in the word of God. You must continue to believe and it will surely come to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 4. Then the men of David said to him, this is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose, secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened afterward that David has troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. Even cutting the rope of the anointed, David started having palpitation. His heart was beating. Boom, 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 boom. And David said, hey, I need to be careful here. Hallelujah. And he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master. The Lord's anointed to stretch out my hand against him. Seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servant with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. Amen. And then we saw, I don't know whether you can show where, when Saul got up, David went into the top of the mountain and he spoke to Saul. So why are you after me? I'm a dead dog. I don't matter. And you want to kill me. You listen to people and you want to kill me. Today, I had opportunity to kill you. But I said no. And the Bible says, Saul cried. Is that my son, David? You are righteous than me. Today, I know that the prophetic destiny of God over your life, that he will give you the kingdom, has come to pass. But David, if you become the king, spare me and my sons, my family. God will bring you to your prophetic destiny through obedience in the word of God. It's not just you jumping here and there and your enemy will bow to you. I say your enemy will bow to you. I say your enemy will bow to you. And listen, even when David, a messenger to the crown of Saul, when Saul died and brought it to David and said, I brought the crown of the king. The king is dead now. So David, and David said, how did he know it? So I was, uh, I was at the mountain and I saw that if you are a soldier, you see in David's own thinking, you are a soldier, you are fighting for the king. And you see the king is in trouble. You didn't go and help him. And then you went for the king to be killed and you brought his crown to me. He called one of the young, he said, this guy, he doesn't, I, I don't think I need this guy in my kingdom. Come on, do it for him. This is the heart of David. And David even cursed the mountain that there should be no rain because Saul and Jonathan had been killed on you. 
And when you go there up to now, you see that the mountain is dusty. Where's that David spoke thousands of years that there should be no rain on that mountain? It's still the same. But finally David came to his prophetic blessings. You will make it. In the name of Jesus. It's a trial of faith. You have to go through all this. It's a trial of faith. But your prophetic destiny will surely come to pass. It doesn't matter what the enemy will do. Stand firm and believe that what God has said will surely come to pass. Listen to me. You may say that, oh, but God has not spoken anything about me. The written word of God is your prophetic destiny. What the word of God say you could be. If you believe it, wrap it around you. It will surely come to pass. I say it will surely come to pass. It will surely come to pass. You need to believe it. So as far as God is concerned, I will make it in life. Hallelujah. God have a prophetic destiny for everyone. It's encoded in his word. And once we believe it, we proclaim it, we speak it, it will surely come to pass. I want you to get up and make this pronouncement with me. We are making proclamation for health and healing. Now stretch your hands up. Lift up your hands up and say these words after me. Heavenly Father, you know, say it with conviction. Say it with conviction and believe it. I'm telling you. Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, I place the anointing oil upon me, on my head, believing that you are God who heals all our sickness and diseases. May the hands of earthly physicians be led by the hands of the great physicians. In the name of Jesus to be used for my healing. Lord, in your earthly ministry you were a miraculous healer. The word of God declares that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What you did on the shores of Galilee, you can do it today. Your word declares, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I renew my strength today. I renew my strength today. I renew my strength today. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. I mount up wings like eagles in the name of Jesus. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I will run and I will not faint. I will run and I will not be weary. I believe 
your strength is my strength. In the name of Jesus, your word declares from the book of Psalms that he sent his word and healed them. I know you sent your word to heal me, to deliver me from my fears. In the name of Jesus, by the authority given to me in Jesus' name. Put your hands together for the Lord. You're welcome to worship with us, Gospel Light International Church, next to Orion Cinema, in Chroma Circle, or visit any of our branches near you. Please call us for deliverance, prayer, and counseling. Call 0261-984-098. If the Lord has touched you to financially partner us for this broadcast or scholarship for needy students as well as for rural missions, send your donations to Ecobank account, Gospel Light International Church, account number 0300-944-023-99401, Ring Road Central Branch. We hope to see you. God bless you.